right, we're back with another episode of Spike Tier. I'm Steven. And I'm Megan. And wow, Megan had the most incredible K-pop showcase just the other day. Just the other day, yesterday. It was the most incredible showcase known to man. And if I'm a little <laughs> tired today uh, and slow on the uptake, don't mind me, because I got like one hour of sleep last night you were yeah you were just off replaying the whole thing in your mind yep i spent all night like reliving everything that happened and how fantastic <laughs> it was and thus no sleep i was also posting things on facebook at like three four five in the morning so you know pretty exciting for me yeah, a lot of photos were going up. Uh, some videos, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not videos for me uh, or any videos of my group yet, but other videos of other performers. Yeah, it's so, going to be a little till I can get my batch of videos up. Your batch of videos. <laughs> I made sure to snag a seat in the front row, even though that meant I would not be able to sit with Kate or Kamal. I had been wondering why you were sitting far <laughs> away, and I thought like maybe there was just like some weird like not enough seats or something because they had that seating issue it was really really tight they had about half as many seats as they actually needed and then there was like a whole group of people sitting outside the actual showcase room did you see that yeah like they they splayed two concentric rings of seats in the doorway yeah most of which could probably only see like a sliver of the show anyway right yeah yeah so seating was an issue uh, but i also knew that it was my my civic duty to record uh, Megan's stellar performance? Um, stellar is not quite the word I would use. I mean, maybe for some definition of the word stellar, but, you know, <laughs> it can be left to the listener's discretion. Because we're going to eventually post up the video, uh, huh? Oh. <laughs> well, uh, we should back up a little bit. And for those of you, I guess, who haven't been listening and this is your first episode tuning in uh welcome and uh, i'm expecting to have some new listeners after uh promoting the po- the podcast of the showcase but uh <laughs> steven is here in maryland with me visiting me and be frizz just well, for the weekend just for the weekend just for the showcase and what do you think was it worth it <laughs> It was totally worth seeing Megan dance her heart out for Solar. Oh, for Solar. Oh my god, Solar. Oh, <laughs> my bae. I hope she sees these videos that we post and, like, emails me personally. So this... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll shoot that get... one down. I'm getting a little carried away here. <laughs> so this showcase was for what I've been calling a K-pop boot camp. Mm-hmm. A four-week program. Five-week program. Five-week program. It was supposed to be six, and then they emailed us after we'd been accepted, and they were like, LLJK, it's just five. Mm-hmm. Free to apply, free to enroll. Free to there... take it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an application process. You had to, to creatively write about your Korean pop enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And there was actually a selection process as well. So I, when I applied... Um, First of all, I had just gotten dumped, so I was pretty sad and not um, really thinking about much else. And uh, I decided to, I mean, like I had decided before that happened that I was going to apply, 
um, but I just didn't really put in the time or the effort. And then at like one o'clock in the morning on the day of the deadline, I like typed my heart out <clears throat> for solar and uh, wrote these answers to these questions, you know, how did you get into K-pop? What does it mean to you? Pretty similar to the questions they asked during the showcase last night. <laughs> um, I guess we were supposed to rehash our application answers. I don't know. But uh, the other one was, what do you think you'll get out of this um, class if you're accepted? And, um, you know, I am an adult. I have been through many this years of... This is a of, true thing. Well, I've been... <laughs> I don't, I'm not an adult in maturity, but I am an adult in terms of education and, like, work experience. So, you know, as I have been through a number of years of schooling and a number of years of work... I'd like to think I'm a fairly decent writer, and it wasn't really too much of a challenge for me to put together a cohesive set of answers for this application, particularly because my love of Korea is so strong, it was easy to just draw from inside and write my heart out. <laughs> really just copy-paste any number of conversations <laughs> we've had about that's true. Oh, this song is so good. Yep, that's Mama true. Marry me. <laughs> Wonder Girls. <laughs> um, and it turns out that they actually, I think they said they had a couple hundred applications. Yeah. So I was expecting, and, and this is why I even got into this part of the conversation anyway, was I didn't really put as much effort into these answers as I should have because I didn't think that many people would be applying. Part of the application actually said, you know, something along the lines of if we have enough applicants, this these questions will be taken into account, which led me to believe they weren't expecting enough applicants exactly. to really care about these questions. I figured for the 30 slots, maybe they'd have 35, 40 people. Yeah, not a couple hundred. So they had a couple hundred and only 30 people got accepted. And then as the class went on, we dwindled a little. Uh, and some people dropped out for personal reasons and um, whatever. I mean, it, it was a, I mean, it was a non-trivial time commitment in terms of, you know, attending this class three nights a week, um, especially for those of us who don't live in D.C. and have to commute, because for me, the class was basically a four to five hour time sink every night with mm -hmm. the hour drive there, the hour drive back, traffic, class, class ran over sometimes. It was definitely a non-trivial time commitment. And uh, in terms of practicing the material, practicing the songs, practicing the dances. I know one girl in my dance group basically put together the whole blocking for our dance. And did I say dance group? I meant my singing group. It was singing and dancing. And she put together a whole blocking thing. And like, she really like worked hard on this. And that's where we're uh, a little layout of where everybody should be standing in on the, on the stage to on make the sure stage. that every, no one is like, just in front of someone else at the wrong time. Right. And how we move like during different parts of the songs, mm -hmm. like when I'm supposed to go up to the front, when I'm supposed to be walking behind someone, when I'm switching out, uh, stuff like that. So, but she has a lot of dance experience and has been doing this for years. So, um, I think this is a passion of hers and it, I'm not like trying to trivialize the amount of time she spent, but I think it was probably pretty easy for her to do this because it wasn't, a super complex dance. Like, it was not an NCTU dance. But she chose to go this far. And 
put incorporate this extra bit right into your your sort of off time practice mm -hmm. um, and so that I think encouraged everybody else to step it up to that level mm -hmm. saying this is this is for real. We're not just swaying side to side as we're singing. Well, I totally did that anyway because I forgot <laughs> all the moves. I mean, full disclosure, like we just learned the dance like maybe four hours before the actual performance and we only had like an hour to seriously practice because um, some of us, myself included, didn't get to the gym to practice until like a couple hours after we were supposed to meet up and then uh, we were supposed to have more rehearsal time before the show started but our group ended up taking a very long time to record our song because we had uh, one of the teachers of the class did a professional recording of us for, um, I guess, just the vocal parts. So we're going to look forward to the, the multi-track oh, debut release of Megan and the Mama Moose. <laughs> <laughs> no, our group was called Five by Five, which in Korean is Oh Go Pagi Go which in Korean is Oh Go Pagi Oh. That name is kind of ridiculous. We came up with it really fast. They basically just kind of like sat us down in class and they were like, okay, come up with a group name and a slogan for your group. And that's what you're going to use for the rest of class and at the showcase. And we were like, what? Like, we are not prepared for this. And this was, you know, they just grouped us into groups with people that we really didn't know very well yet. So here's a group of people that don't know each other that aren't familiar with likes and dislikes and we're trying to come up with a something that works for everybody oh but by the end you felt so close to these guys and yeah. you want to become closer yeah well not as five by five i'd like to come up with a better <laughs> name than that something more creative i guess the name came from it has something to do with like being a radio talk show host and that's something they say on the radio meaning like everything's good everything's cool the only reason i know five by five is because that was faith's slogan in buffy the vampire slayer you just earned our buffy the vampire slayer tag yeah well you know i mean i'm i'm a good lesbian i watched that when it was popular in the, <laughs> the 90s 2000s i don't know i had to follow tara and willow for me it was saturday reruns saturday afternoon reruns i actually didn't watch buffy on tv i just bought all the box sets and then i mean so full disclosure here i stumbled across tara and willow fan fiction first and then i was like <laughs> oh i need to watch this show and this was years after it had actually been aired and then i said to my dad i wanted to watch buffy he went out and bought me the entire seven season <laughs> dvd thing and the rest is history was this the fan fiction you were reading that your mother found? Yes. <laughs> this is totally the fan fiction that my mother found. I still distinctly remember this fan fiction site that I was on. I don't remember the actual name, like the URL, but I, I do remember that there was a picture of Tara and Willow kissing in the top left-hand corner that was like, I guess, the banner. So it was on every page. And I'm sure that is what sparked my mother's like, what the? is that censoring myself here how would it not yeah <laughs> yeah how so, am i not gonna think this site isn't something worse <laughs> oh god i mean it was how much worse could it get besides like live porn <laughs> i mean i was basically reading nc17 
Not NCTU, not <laughs> Yeah, maybe that should be your new group name. Uh, NCTU 17? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I was basically reading NC 17 fanfictions at whatever young, ripe age of 13. <laughs> yeah, clearly under 17. Yes. And I was like, what are these weird feelings that I'm having? I don't understand. Why do I want to spend a lot of time in my room by myself now? <laughs> That's funny, because... When when I looked at all of the members of your group, because I had a promo video, which I guess I can link in the show notes. Oh yay! <laughs> they were they were all girls, and and I asked, yay, you know, is this K-pop boot camp limited to girls? Is it like exclusively for girls? Mm-hmm. But I guess no. No. It was so just... yeah, I'm not really sure what happened there. I think I talked to somebody in the class who said that. A male friend of theirs had applied and just didn't get in. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what was about what that was all about. And this is the first year that this program has run in DC. Yes, it's the first year it's been run anywhere. So Sejong University, which is the university in Korea that is hosting all of these academies around the world, uh, I think we talked about this in another episode about like how they're like in crazy places. Like I think I saw one in Argentina. Um, wow. Yeah, they're like, they're all over. There's definitely one in India. There's one in, like, I want to say Abu Dhabi. But I know that there was a KCON in Abu Dhabi this year, too. So like, maybe it's just picking up there. Uh, but I know that uh, in the New York K-pop Academy, just from looking at pictures on Facebook, they had males in that class. So I don't think it's... Mm-hmm. An exclusive thing. I mean, I guess none of the guys love K-pop as much as the girls. <laughs> uh, and I got to see, see, I got to see the full lineup. I got to see the girls that Megan was spending spending all this time with, and it it was really fun. Everybody was insanely enthusiastic about K-pop. They were. They all had both a singing performance and a dancing performance. And oftentimes they blended the two together. So there was some choreography for the songs. One girl broke off of her song midway to go into even crazier dancing. It was it was really intense. Um, and the groups ranged from you know trios to quintets and all the way down to four people that had solos. Yeah, so they were originally only going to have two solos, and then after auditions, they were like, everybody was so good, we're going to bump it up to four. Um, But surprisingly, uh, most of the material from the showcase was self-taught. And this was something that we had touched on earlier, on whether or not I even wanted Steven to come to my showcase, because literally in class, all we learned was... The first like minute and fifteen seconds of Fire by BTS, the first fifteen minute and fifteen seconds of The Seventh Sense by NCTU. And then we learned one song uh for singing, because those were both dances. Um, we learned singing uh one song from t- uh twenty-one. And that was it. And so I was thinking, like, if that's all that we're doing that's all we're learning in class. Like, what is the showcase going to yeah, be? Five like minutes ten, long? Yeah, ten minutes altogether. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, basically, we found out, I want to say, the last week of class that they were going to let us do other things and that they were going to have these solos. And all, there were uh, four singing solos, although there were some dance solo tryouts, and I guess none of those made it into the solo. Um, but 
all these girls like learn these songs themselves. They learned how to sing them. They learned the Korean word slash pronunciation. Because I don't think that everybody, I mean, I know some people in the class speak a little bit of Korean, which is, I guess, the category I fall into. But no one that I know of is fluent. No, I didn't get that sense at all. Yeah, so... And and I'd say in the in the whole performance, there was only one girl that was reading off of a paper, mm-hmm. and everyone else was just by heart. Yep. Really hard. Because that's... That was... I mean, that's what this all is. And that, I think, is one of the things I'm going to miss the most about this class is just, as Stephen mentioned, like, the enthusiasm, the passion. Like, everybody is so... Just... I, I mean, I don't have another word other than passion and enthusiastic yeah. about this. Because no one no one came in as as a premier K-pop singer that wants to hone her skills. Right. Everybody came in at different levels. Mm-hmm. And everybody still bonded over that enthusiasm. Yep. Nobody was, was being catty about anything or uh, there wasn't any you know, competition, you could say, for these parts. Right. Everybody was... A little bit for the solos. Like, I knew that some of the girls that didn't get it were upset. Mm. Um, There were some tears. But, I mean, I think that's pretty normal. Nobody likes Mm -hmm. to be rejected. Nobody likes to work really hard for something and then feel um, unappreciated. Maybe that's not the right word. Yeah. But But it it didn't get clicky. No, it didn't. There wasn't the group of, like, the serious dancers who were going to do their own thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We were totally all in this together. And that was actually what we did our huddle on before the show started uh our singer teacher brought us all in and he said to us he looked around the circle all of our hands were touching and he said you know don't be scared go out there and remember we're all together and we were all kind of like oh my god like let's not cry let's not ruin our mascara not for me but you know, everybody else <laughs> yeah everybody else was makeup up and had a, a slinky black dress on mm-hmm. and you were wearing uh, the tightest pair of pants I've ever worn in my entire life. Pants that actually fit. Normally my clothes are very large. <laughs> yeah, to, to be clear, these are Levi's Slim Straights. <laughs> they, they are not super skinny by any means. Yeah, but these are definitely the tightest pair of pants I've ever worn. Mind-blowing for Megan. Yes. I was like, I don't, I, there's a crotch here. Like, what? <laughs> Normally everything I wear is like drop crotch. <laughs> I'm like, why is there a thigh gap? What's happening? I don't understand. So you had on uh, well-fitting black jeans, a black dress shirt. Mm-hmm. And a black tie. Mm-hmm. I was definitely the amber of our singing group. And amber is the more masculine member of the group FX, if anybody wants to look that up. <laughs> we can put a link in the show notes. Megan will put a link in the show notes which to the whole at, discography. <laughs> the whole, which are at swagtier.com for those of you who don't know where the FR show notes are. <laughs> it was pretty impressive. People definitely dressed up. And they all just looked like they were having a really good time. And tons of friends and family showed up. Uh, like I said, they had they massively underestimated the support that all of these performers would be getting. Well, which is kind of surprising. I mean, maybe not really, but they gave us a Google poll. They gave us some poll, some online poll, and they were like, how many guests are you bringing to the showcase? And the, they, it wasn't a fill in the blank. It was like a one to five answer. And like, I had more than five people there. Um, and I'm sure there were other people who had more than five people there. Yeah. Uh, but. Because I mean, you know, 30 performers, they only had about 
Maybe 40 seats. I know. So. <laughs> One per person and then like some halfsies in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was, yeah, again, it was really nice seeing all these people that Megan's been talking about. Uh, I got to meet Megan's new bae, Kate, for the first time. Oh. And then I got to meet uh, Megan's good friend, Kamal. Mm-hmm. You also got to meet Mrs. Matchmaker. Oh. Megan. Megan's Mrs. Korean teacher, <laughs> Kat. And her husband also mm-hmm. came. Um, I, I was so shocked that so many people came. Like, I knew Stephen was coming, and I knew Kate was coming. Uh, because we had talked about it. I also knew Kamal was coming because he and I had talked about it. But then another coworker of mine came and I had invited Kat, uh, but she sounded a little wishy-washy on it. I know she doesn't like driving in DC and it's a long drive. So I wasn't really expecting her to come, but she came and like the amount of love and support that I felt from my friends and family, like just totally blew me away. Um, and I... Semi-fixed my lie <laughs> to Cat, because um, yeah. Cat, well, Cat knows about Kate now, and um, so she knows that you are not interested, or that you you are not dating a man. She knows that I'm not dating a man. <laughs> um, she still thinks Joey's a boy, but there's no point. I mean, like Joey is irrelevant at this point, which sounds terrible. I don't mean it like that, but like we so, don't talk about Joey anymore. Wow, we've got two stellar quotes for this episode. <laughs> Joey, I mean, Joey is irrelevant. And male member. <laughs> well, Joey's irrelevant. So, and if that sounds bad, then, oh, well, I mean it that way. Um, so I told Kat that Kate, that I was dating a woman and she was more than accepting. And like last night watching them together, just, uh, I didn't know what to do with myself. They were, so they looked like they were just having a really grand time together and, Kate told me she really liked Kat. Kat told me she really liked Kate. And Kat said we should all hang out sometime. <laughs> and it just... And that Kat wants to teach Kate some Korean. Oh, that's true. Kate was asking <laughs> Kat like, where she can take Korean cooking lessons so that she can cook Korean for me at home, which I would love. As long as it's not tofu every night, like some people seem to like to cook for me in the past. But <clears throat> shade. So <laughs> They actually did have some Korean food waiting for us right as we, where does the showcase finish? Oh, how was that? I'm assuming you tried some. Oh, of course. I tried double portions of everything. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, it was good. Uh, the Korean restaurant celebratory dinner we had afterward was better. Yeah. Uh, and that was really fun. I was glad your your song and dance troupe. My new bays Came out. Well, other bays. <laughs> the, the, the other new base tag <laughs> yes the other, that's what we'll call them the other new base tag <laughs> a different kind of bay k-pop bay k-bay but uh i'm i'm really glad that it was this positive experience for you and that it seems to be a, an experience that'll probably linger and bear more fruit as you keep in touch with all of these people and we'll see you at chorus yeah, the Chorus Festival in uh, September. That's That stands for the, the Korean and U.S.? Yeah, Korean and United States, I guess, relationship? I don't know. Is that here in Maryland? Mm-hmm, yeah. When is that? <laughs> Sometime in September. I don't actually know. Towards the end of September, I think. Uh, but are the... Oh, so that's, gonna, that's coming up. The end of September? It's a month away. 
I mean, you got to get oh, practicing. Well, that's true. I do need to, <laughs> yeah. a, after my disaster of a, <laughs> of a performance last night, I do need to get practicing. Um, but, I mean, the director of the Korean Cultural Center in D.C. said that he would try to get us a stage at, us being the class, a stage at uh, the Chorus Festival later this year. So still up in the air. I'm sure we'll hear from him. Uh, but I feel like the chances of it happening are pretty good because um, I think someone was saying that the chorus is always trying to find more performers and I honestly can't imagine that it they really have like people lining up out the door. Maybe the 300 applicants for the class are all lining up out the door. Yeah, they they held their own Korean boot camp <laughs> you know, in protest. Yeah. They're going to show you up at chorus. Yeah, bye, Felicia. This is Korean Bring It On. It's, it's, oh. it's Bring It On, Korea. <laughs> bring It On. Uh, I would totally watch that movie. I love Bring It On. <laughs> I think that's our new title for this episode. Bring it on, Korea. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, knowing knowing how how well, in quotation marks, the Korean boot camp coordinators seem to organize everything and tell you about <laughs> what's going to be happening when and what you should prepare for. Yeah, I think... Uh, you're probably just going to have one weekend to prepare <laughs> as you're notified uh, a week and a half in advance that yeah. you have a showcase and that... Uh, only three days beforehand will you be told that you will only have two minutes each. <laughs> they'll tell us uh, the day of. They'll be like, hey, by the way, did you guys know that you're performing in chorus yeah. today at 3 p.m.? Yeah, and they're going to call you up and be like, where are you? You're on in like 20 minutes. <laughs> you're all, you're supposed to be on the stage right now. Uh, and, and... I'm, I'm dancing in your stead. Like, get on here. <laughs> we need to tag out. Yeah, I... I don't mean to throw shade at the program because the program was absolutely fantastic and it was their first year. So, I mean, it was very true. It far exceeded any expectations I had for a free class in its first year that, you know, really had no precedent set in the past. Yeah, um, everybody was talking, talking great stuff about oh, yeah. how this, this was an amazing experience for them. This, this was, and I've said this before, hands down the best experience I've had in my life. And last night was the best night of my life. Like, I don't know how I'm ever going to top that. But I will. I'm going to find a way to do it. But, um, yeah, I, I guess my only real complaint about uh, the program, and, and it's not even a complaint, it's more just like a constructive criticism for the future, is that, mm-hmm. you know, I do think they should probably try to figure out the showcase lineup earlier in the program than, like, before the last week. Because that way we would have, we as the students would have time to focus our um practice efforts because I spent a lot of time practicing the NCT dance NCTU dance at home and practicing um the group song and it turns out like I only had my group only had a portion of the the class song and I didn't end up doing the NCTU dance at all so that was time that I could have spent focusing on the dance that I did end up doing and it just would have I would have been able to put on a better performance if I had had more time or more focus in my rehearsal it's completely understandable well when we finish processing and editing those videos you my dear listener will get to see for yourself yo 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 can we get frisbee to actually wolf um bunny cat she's just looking at you weird now who's that who's that who's that who's that